Hey everybody and welcome to episode 178 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show, episode 178. Today we have got a guest, a new guest to the show, Richard Cooper. He's the author of a new book that he's got out called The Unplugged Alpha. And we're going to take a, a little turn down into the the dating world, the feminine, the masculine. Um, I think it's a really important topic for men today because I speak to a lot of women and a lot of men, obviously having clients. and. I think a real lack of masculinity um, is actually pretty obvious in the world today and a lot of men are lost about where they need to be and who they need to be and they don't really understand the the nature of women um, and the Unplugged Alpha covers all of that in his book and Richard's work, it does get um, some flack because people do rep- mis- misrepresent him but it all comes from a great place and I think you're going to get a lot from this people so um, really looking forward to getting stuck into this interview with Richard and you're getting to learn all about what he teaches show is sponsored by www.reviveyourself.co and the shop there if you go to go to the website click on the shop you have all the products and evolution organics and if you click on that we've got the, the, the living fuel supplement which is the best all-round product on the market market on the market on the market bar none two scoops of that is equivalent to 260 dollars worth of organic produce um, fantastic we've got the liver cleansers there for nature's answer with the liver support or milk thistle and all the clean soaps shampoos um, deodorants and toothpaste if you want anything from there Dr. Bronner's for the soaps uh, green green people for the shampoos and um, for the deodorants um, then we've got, some, we've got the chemical free sun, sun cream from Dr. McCola and also the mushrooms from Four Sigmatic which are fantastic for brain immune system um, mental clarity you know these, these things are fantastic just for building a building up a healthy internal environment um, and everything else there, probiotics from Dr. McCona. Talking of probiotics, if you head down to the BioOptimizers link on the Revive Self shop, then you're going to get what BioOptimizers call the Navy Seal of pro, Navy Seals of Probiotic, or we'll call it the SBS if, if, because we're in the UK of the probiotic world. Um, they've not only been shown to create a healthy internal environment, but if you're ever dealing with food poisoning, if you go abroad somewhere, Taking 10 to 20 of these will knock food poisoning out flat because they will literally clean up your internal environment. Um, also from bio-optimizers, we've got the mass enzymes and systemic enzymes there. So these can be used to help digest food as well as using them on an empty stomach to clean up any debris in the body. Uh, and also the HCL. So if you're dealing with some gut issues and you have low stomach acid, you suffer things from things like acid reflux or GERD, then the HCL and enzymes will be perfect for you. But uh, that's only if it's a little issue. If it becomes a chronic one, then you need to really heal your gut. But these things will be 
fantastic for helping stoke your digestive fires. Remember, after the age of 30, people's digestive enzymes and HDL start to deplete. So these are very, very important. And that comes from alcohol, stress, um, poor food choices, um, toxic water, etc. So these products are, are great. Then Ancient Purity, if you go there, fantastic options from Ancient Purity with the Royal Jelly, which is what the Queen Bee exclusively eats, full of amino acids. Once again, the properties, the health-boosting properties are vast. It's been used, it's what Bruce Lee used to use in his morning tea, combined with uh, some ginseng. Uh, so the Royal Jelly is great. The Pearl Powder, fantastic to have orally or topically for any blemishes on your face. The Vitamin C and Vitamin D, the liposomal versions, you know, they get absorbed straight away. And, and there's things that you should have in your cupboard at all times, especially in the winter months. Um, moving, it's only around about June, July, we actually start to get the UV through in the UK that can actually stimulate the cholesterol and the immune system under the skin. So the vitamin D is essential. The liposomal version is fantastic from Ancient Purity. Um, and all their products are, are, are great. And we're moving a lot into this, all the whole, say moving a lot, but they're moving into their own, their own brand and it's all whole food based um, products which which are which are vital um, you know your body can, it's highly bioavailable so your body can actually break them down um, then you know if you you've got the essential oils from my man dr nick berry if you head on over to www.essentialoilwizardry.com and put in the code revives you'll get 10% off of all the best essential oils on the planet bar none um, and blueblocks.com b l u b l o x.com for the best blue blocking glasses on the planet for my man Andy Mamp. Once again, put in the code REVIVE. Maybe REVIVE10 and you'll get 10% off. It might be, I think it's REVIVE10 or REVIVE15. <laughs> Give it a go um, and you're going to get money off there. I always like to bring you the products that I use myself because, you know, it, it's... It's no good me. I, don't, I would never promote anything I wouldn't use myself. Throughout the years, we've had so many companies come into us trying to get, get us to sell their products, and I've got no interest. I only use and, and, and will promote things that I myself use. Um, then we go on to Memon. Memon, which we are, this is the EMF blocking devices. We're going to have some other stuff on the shop very soon with biogeometry, but the Memon products stop the um, the. the the power of the 5G interfering with you and you've got products there for your car, for your own body and also for your house. The Combi product on the uh, Memon website is fantastic. You put it into the wall and it builds a false field around your house uh, so it stops any of the 5G coming in. Anyway, that's it for the intro. Here's Richard Cooper, episode 178. Enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. Is that cool? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you just fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool, perfect. So, so um, yeah, I said before, I just like to just really just make it quite a quite a casual casual beginning to any any podcast, just just, just having a chat. But welcome to the show, Richard. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Um, been listening to your words of wisdom for I would say around eight to to uh, eight months to yeah eight to nine months now, and mm. read your book, uh, which was great. It put everything into perspective and the reason I wanted to get you on the show um, today really is because um, in my world of natural health I deal with probably 65 to 70% of women um, but a lot of the men that I deal with um, a lot of the times they have a identity crisis or they're not really sure how to step into their masculine um, and it's something I've, you know your your book your 
what you discovered um, is something they can, they can be helped with, as well as getting the women that I deal with to understand. I think it's this this show needs to be done not just to help men, um, but also women as well, because a lot of the women I deal with, they're men. Um, they tell me that they're, they're what, what they would call, you know, we call it successful woman syndrome, where they're trying to be everything to everyone um, mm-hmm. and step into that to that sort of not what we call it's sort of been misinterpreted like um, they call it alpha woman but that's not really what an alpha woman is but you know um, into that role and they actually get disillusioned with their men um, because the men are not stepping up so you know I think it's a conversation that needs to be had and just just for for people out there um, Richard you know your 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 book the Un- unplugged alpha saying I think everyone every man should read um you got into this work because you scratched your own itch. Is that correct? You went through your own um, own, own situation, which meant you needed to actually start to learn the truth about about femininity, women, uh, and even become the best version of yourself. Is that correct? Yeah, it's one of those um, adventures you go on where you make your wounds your work. Absolutely. Mm. I think that's a lot of people in in my world that. Um, do that, you know, they become ill and they want to know the truth and they end up going down the rabbit hole. And this led, led to you really finding, finding out the truth behind, well, the feminine nature, women, and also what they, what they sort of, um, what they seek in a man. So what, what was the first, I think it was it Rollo Tomasi's book, um, that really triggered this understanding in you? Um, that was probably the launch pad, I would say. There's a lot that I've gone through since then. Evo Psych has become very interesting to me. So when you start diving into how researchers have um, taken a look at the evolution of humanity and um, distilled what drives attraction, arousal, and um, you know desire and drive in in, in men and women, that's um, that kind of expands on a lot of that red pill stuff that um, guys like Rollo have, have have kind of you know planted the seed for. Mm. And for people out, out there, you know, that are, aren't familiar with the term red pill, red pill, blue pill, uh, and now we've got black pill. You just give a quick, quick summary of that, Rich. Um, for, well, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it, it, it stems from the uh, first movie in the Matrix series where, um, what was his name? Um, Lawrence Fishburne, the character. I can't remember Morpheus. the... Uh, Morpheus. Morpheus, that was it, where Morpheus offers Neo two pills. There's a red one and a blue one. The red one is basically the uncomfortable truth um, about the way the world is, and the blue one is uh, essentially blissful ignorance. Uh, you take the blue pill, you go back to sleep, you plug into the lies, and you carry on. You take the red pill, and you unplug from the lies, and you and you see how far down the rabbit hole you can go and what you can learn is essentially what those two uh, pills represent. And the red pill is like when people it says first the, the truth will set you free, but a lot of the time it will it will piss you off. And I think that your work, along with someone like Jordan Peterson, I think your work gets misrepresented mis- quite a lot. I see you get hate from women who 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 think you're misogynist, which really you're just getting people to understand the true nature of what it is. And I think because, for example, we've been told that we're in this like toxic patriarchal society right now and you know one of the chapters in your book goes into this and um could you just explain for people out there what you know what we've been what we've been told why it's not true and um 
really how 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 learning this can help men, you know, see see the light when it comes to that. Yeah, there's really a lot to unpack with that, but um, the long story short of it really is is men are are and always have been throughout history disposable commodities, so they're not particularly valued. And women have always been the protected sex. Um, so, you know, that's why we have this um, environment that we live in today, which, which um, you know, is a function of social media and this and this liberalist sort of agenda um, has actually become quite quite hostile towards men and especially fathers. I mean, if you want to have a family and, and father children, there's um, there's a lot of guys that have to deal with a lot of potential risk with that. Um, it's a difficult landscape to navigate and the vast majority of the population, more specifically the male population, which is what I mostly talk to, does not understand what they're marching into when it comes to life. Mm. And it's something that, so because we've, me, it's all, you know, we're in this, I mean, it's toxic, toxic, there's lots of toxic masculinity, masculinity, um, the patriarchy, for example. But well, there's no such it, thing as, as, mm. as toxic masculinity. There's I just agree. conventional masculinity. And, and, you know, conventional masculinity sure comes in handy when there's floods or wars or a crisis and, you know, big strapping men need to step up with their uniforms and armor and, and, and guns and go and solve problems or climb ladders and put out fires. Like that's when masculinity is valued. Um, but any other time when we're in a period of time in of peace and compliance and, you know, where your mask can stand on your dots and everything is, uh, you know, uh, controlled by the state, uh, that's when they start painting masculinity as uh, toxic. It's, it's, it's not that it's toxic. It's just that they've slapped this label on it to, to try to control it, you know, to mm-hmm. make it uh, feared. Mm. Well, basically, anything that a man does, which is in the, the masculine nature, is seen as toxic. When it, when it, when you talk about, I mean, I think it was in your book you men- mentioned. Uh, well, there's two things. In your book, you mentioned a quote from Hillary Clinton that said that like, women have always been the ones that have come out worse um, when it comes to, to war. They lose brothers, husbands, and, mm. and sons. It's like, well, yeah, what about all the men that die and get and get blown up and massacred? Uh, and yeah. the other one, there's another quote as well, which we, which I can't remember who said it, which was really good. It was, um, you know, when everything's going well you know people want mum but when shit starts to happen they want dad uh and that's the energy that that comes to it and i i 100 agree you know someone that so this is this is i always think why because this is why we are where we are right now rich right where they've they've through through a thousand concessions but if we get into it like the the it's almost like the um, the, 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 the generation of the beta male and why this has happened over the world, why they've been able to take over the world or just put all these things in place because they wanted to get rid of the alpha male mm-hmm. through getting rid of the family unit, you know, through, I know you do a lot of work on this as well, through like basically lowering the man's testosterone, um, through lots of different things, um, they, they go about that. Uh, and it's just led to like compliance because there's not that many alpha men out there anymore. Um, and it's and it seems to have been part of an agenda, um, because it's allowed them to get to get to where they are right now, you know, without any real struggle. Would you Would you agree? Um, I don't know if it's an intentional agenda. Like we could spend hours talking about that, but it, it's it's certainly the environment that we live in, where men like you know testosterone is a primary male sex hormone. It's it's what makes us. Um, men. It's what makes us, um, aggressive. It's what, 
you know, forces us to get things done. It's, it, it's what encourages us to compete. And we know, uh, by studying fossil records, you know, for example, like, you know, records of uh, skeletons that, uh, testosterone levels were considerably higher, you know, a few hundred years ago than what they are today. I mean, they can tell that by like the bone structure and the jawline, um, of skeletons that are considerably older than what we look at today. Um, it's, it's just the environmental factors and it's, it's difficult to say whether or not they've done it intentionally. I mean, they, they sure as hell haven't, haven't done much to try to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, when researchers and scientists have, have made, uh, officials and policymakers aware of the problem. Uh, but it does exist and it's a big problem. Mm, huge. You know, they're putting the water supply, creams that people are putting on themselves, moisturizers, um, shampoos, it's in the food. And so, but this is, this is something that I, I we, we, we can get into um, but for people out there you know for, for men so for the men listening to our, to our show and even the women out there what would you say because society today is trying to tell us you know that we're all the same men and women are the same you know they can have they can have, live the same life whereas you, I, from a health perspective I know that that's not true you know that's why a lot of women come to me with what I call successful women syndrome and you know their periods stop uh, their hair starts to fall out. They get rotten teeth. They can't sleep. They're um, really like they're exhausted um, because they're trying to live like a, a man in a woman's body, mm-hmm. um, and so that's, that's a big problem. Um, and for, for, for men as well, you see a lot of men that are not stepping into that role. So for people, people out, um, people out there that are listening, if I said to you, what would be um, the main? What would you say the main differences? Um, between, if, if you say, if a man really wanted to step into his, into his alpha, what would be the main characteristics and differences you'd say that are fundamentally different between a woman and a man when it comes to, when it comes to their, their characteristics, how they go about life? Well, men and women are very different. I mean, they're intended to be different. They're intended to be complementary to one another. But, um, the narrative is, <laughs> if you're a man, you've, uh, you've suppressed women, you know, you're the uh, patriarchy, you're toxic. And, uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, like radical type of feminists. I mean, I would actually label them as toxic feminists that are, that are, um, trying to perpetrate this myth and, um, you know, basically double down on it so that, so that it's shouted far and wide. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like the sexes are competing with one another. And I mean, one of the red flags I talked about in my book in the, in the 20 red flag chapter is you want to stay away from women that try to compete with you because, because if she's trying to compete with you, she doesn't see you as her best option. Women that are in happy long-term relationships where they form a healthy pair bond with men, uh, do so because they look up to them. Uh, the problem is, is that society's narrative is turned into you go girl. You don't need no man. Um, you know, you can do anything a man can do and do it better. Um, so you see a lot of women out there today, you know, I guess you're calling it a uh, successful woman syndrome. Yeah. 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 That's what that's, we, um, yeah. yeah I, you know, I would agree with that. That's essentially what they're trying to do. I mean, it's funny because when you see these women on, um, dating sites and apps and you know they're past their sexual prime and they've gotten into their 30s and they're looking to uh, like cash out their chips and lock down a good guy and you know finally have their kids after they've put it off for so long um they start listing off characteristics like you know I'm tired of the games I'm looking for the good guy to settle down with um 
you know, he must have a good job. Uh, I've got a good job. I have my own car. I have my own house. I have my own circle of friends. You know, hashtag boss girl sort of thing. Um, that's not what men are looking for. Like they're basically describing characteristics of successful alpha men and met like these, these top shelf men that, that are in the top, you know, one to 5% that all these women are, are, are fighting for that they think there's millions of them on the sexual marketplace. They don't want anything to do with these women. They don't want anything to do with these boss girls, you know? Um, they don't want to deal with a disagreeable, angry, you know, competitive woman in their life. They want an agreeable, pleasant, you know, beauty. They want a feminine beauty. They don't want to deal with any of that nonsense. Hundred, hundred uh, percent. This is something I think people they need to understand. This is why one of the reasons because I want to get into like how can men step into their alpha and be the best version of themselves, which which what I want to get into. So I think it's really important. But this is something that being someone who has their own business, who works online, who can work from anywhere, who you know, spends most of the time, like, as you say, like, got a purpose, get up every day, working towards it. I know what I want because I'm in my masculine. I know you are. And when you're that energy, you don't, you would, it's, it, it doesn't even register. Like, I wouldn't even want to, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with that because that would, with someone like that, because it would just be a clash. Um, and, and you, and you want to have the, the opposite energy. If you've got a strong energy, you want to come in to someone that, something that's going to be, it's almost like before, you know, we talk about this, the reason why during World War Two crop yield went up 40% is because men went to war and who looked after the crops? The women. And they're very nurturing. That's what they, that's what they do. And you want to have that in your life, you know. Uh, and I think it's something you said that this whole boss girl generation, like, True alpha men or that energy, they, they don't, that, that's not something that they, they want to deal with or they want. Um, and it can't be quite hard for women to hear, but it's no surprise to me that women that are like that seem to have a lot of issues with their partner because the men that they've picked or, or, or who will succumb to that aren't the alpha that they're craving. Instead well, that's exactly the point. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll never be able to scratch that itch. They'll never be able to, or, or it's highly unlikely that they'll be able to find a, a, a perfect guy. Like by the time a woman gets into her thirties and she's well past her sexual prime, I mean, she starts lifting listing off, not, you know, a handful of items like five or six checkpoints, but you know, it's, it's dozens. And in some cases I've seen lists, you know, longer than a hundred points of characteristical traits that they expect of a man by that point. Um, and it's like, you know, they want everything from this one guy where he's, he's, he's alpha, he's nurturing, he's, uh, empathetic, he's humble, he's funny, he's rich, he's caring, he's providing, he's tall, he's got six pack abs, he's got, you know, like a six figure income and the list goes on and on and on and on. And it's like, all the guy wants at that point is a beautiful woman that's, um, you know, compliant and is going to operate in his frame and support his purpose in life and, you know, basically compliment him as he compliments her. Mm. They don't want adversarial. But the problem is, is that it seems like women have created this um, life for themselves where it's almost become adversarial when they do have to settle down. They end up settling down for essentially what is a um, high earning beta male. Um, and I see it all the time because I do a lot of divorce coaching for guys, you know, one on one privately where it's like I've talked to hundreds and thousands of men now that are that are going through the divorce machine and their wives are leaving them uh, sometimes for other guys. Sometimes they don't know that they're being left for other guys. But eight times out of 10, you know, they're leaving the relationship and they're looking at the guy like 
hey, buddy, um, you don't cut anymore. I'm not attracted to you. I don't want to bang you. You know, I'm just going to take the kids and go. And, you know, they don't need no man because they've got decent income and they know that um, whatever income he's got coming in, which is usually the same, if not more than her, because women don't typically marry down. They usually marry across the socioeconomic scale and up. Um, and then they get to take uh, whatever the state gives them based on the child support tables and alimony tables. They do quite well. I mean, the thing with marriage is it's quite low risk and high reward for women, but it's high risk and low reward for men. Um, so it's a so it's a different equation completely. Mm. The thing is with this, it's it's what, the reason I want to talk about this is because like you, um, there's another movement called Black Pill, or men going their own way, which men have come mm. disillusioned with this, and they literally just thrown women like to the fire and said, look, I, I can't deal with their nature, I don't want to be like that, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to deal with that, so I'm going to go my own way, um, which is called MGTOW if people haven't looked into it. One of the reasons I want to get you on, Rich, because I'm like you, I, I don't agree with that. Like I love women, but it's 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 I just want people to understand. Obviously, want women to understand themselves sometimes because it's always don't listen to what woman what a woman says, watch what she does. Right. Um, but also for men to understand them, and as, and as you said before, you know you don't have a you don't have the hump or get angry at the the sun for being hot or for the water for being wet or the waves. You know, it's just what they are. Mm-hmm. And, and when you understand it, you can, once you're aware of it, like anything in life, you can navigate it and you can put your best foot forward. And I want to get into into marriage and why you think. Um, like that, because I, I completely agree. Having been someone who's I said before, like like yourself, entrepreneur, own business, etc., it was it would be extremely high risk um, for, for someone like me, and it, is, it doesn't come with a lot of benefits, really. Mm. But you, you mentioned there about um, women marrying across and up, and you also mentioned, you know, they something you call you call it um, alpha alpha uh, alpha alpha seed um, beta need or you know alpha fucks beta bucks in other right. words um, which which we which we want to get into because women you mentioned you know they they when they hit that that age I think thirty you call it the wall um, and, and you you mentioned before you know from that nineteen to twenty three that's women's sexual peak <clears throat> men you know they peak later probably from about 35 to 45 is their peak because you know men don't even really know who they are until they're about 30 um mm-hmm. they grow into their looks they know who they are they're, they're more they're more uh, they've got more financial wealth behind them uh, and that's why you know women look for safety i think you said before you know uh, women are, are beauty objects to men and men mm-hmm. are success objects to women which i think is a really like it it's, it's hits, hits, yeah, hits the mark and it's very, very, uh, very true and it's, it's easy for people to remember. And so for that, you know, I've, I see a lot of, I've got a big group of friends and out of about 40 of them, I look at their relationships and I think only three of them have got relationships where I'm like, yeah, you know, that's something that would be, would be cool. Others that used to be alpha, they weren't even beta before, have fallen into this role and I'm thinking if this carries on for much longer, my man, your woman, isn't really going to stay around. Now you mentioned that about there's like natural beaters, but then there's something else which you've you talked about, which is concessions by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. Now, now can you go into this a little bit for people because I want them to understand what what happens here and why someone that you know they used to that the woman used to be highly attracted to them, why they start to fall out of love and then they can go and you know cheat or find someone that they see as is better, even though. The woman might say something. It's not always what they want, right? Yeah, it's so. So the process of betatization by a thousand concessions is not something that women do intentionally. They don't want to make the guy that they've 
you know, uh, pair bonded with unattractive to them, but they go through the process unknowingly because, because women are designed to test men and because men have been sold a bill of goods, um, you know, their entire life, uh, through several generations of bending the knee to all women, putting all women up on a pedestal, uh, becoming less so women, you know, can become more. Um, they mostly fail these tests miserably, right? So, you know, I talk about it in my book where it often starts out with something, you know, simple, like when you move in together and she says, you know, put your dark socks in the dark, uh, like hamper and put your white socks in the white hamper and don't brush your teeth over there. You're going to get toothpaste on the carpet. And then it turns into let's go vegan together, you know, <laughs> and mm. then they start consuming more soy and then his estrogen levels go up and his testosterone levels go down. And he's like, you know, through a, through a series of, of, of thousands of micro, of micro concessions, it's just yes, 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 yes to everything. You know, pretty soon it turns into, you know, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I'm taking the kids to my mom's this weekend and I want a divorce. So men have to learn this uh, concept of mental point of origin and, and putting them, putting themselves first, but more specifically maintaining the frame of the relationship, meaning his frame is the dominant frame in the relationship and she toes the line with it. But guys really struggle with that. I mean, when you start having that conversation, men more specifically, you know, the beta ties uh, males, you know, more of the white knights will be like, well, you can't say that, you know, you know, men and women are equal. Well, no, men and women are not equal. <laughs> we're we're quite different, you know, in case you haven't noticed. I mean, if you stand in front of a mirror naked beside your girlfriend and look at your body structure, you're going to notice men and women are quite, in fact, different. Mm -hmm. So they keep lying to themselves, thinking that, you know, they they have to find their equal partner and they have to treat them equal. And I'm not saying that that you mistreat your woman or that you you know, misbehavior, you do things that would be abusive or construed as abusive, you know, towards her, but you have to hold firm in the frame of the relationship. And in every relationship, one partner enters the frame of the other partner. When she enters your frame, the relationship works out quite well for the most part. If men enter her frame and start going through the betatization through a thousand concessions and stamping yes on everything that she wants doing, she will eventually never look at the guy as her best option anymore. So all that hypergamy is, which is something that, you know, we talk a lot about is women essentially looking at her man as the best that she can do. So the moment that she gets up in the morning and looks over at him and thinks to herself, I no longer like this guy. I'm not attracted to him. I can do better. Kevin in sales looks like a better option. In fact, Steve from accounting is even hotter than Kevin from sales. And they're both giving me way more attention. I don't care that I have kids with this guy. And then their mind starts to wander. All right. And why wouldn't it? You know, the radical feminist narrative has been telling women, you know, to, to like follow all of these ideas for decades now. So, you know, the the proposition of, of, of marriage and, and entering, in, you know, entering into a marriage and having children and going through all those motions, it's quite risky. I mean, you've got to do it from from an informed perspective. The problem is, is that most men march into the slaughterhouse blindly. Mm. And, it, and it can be a slaughterhouse. I think it reminds me of that Bill Burr uh, bit where he goes, how many good men are going to get chopped in half before we start to understand what's going on here? You know, yeah. it's, it, and that's what we've got to decide to. It's like, um, you know, trust anything. Was it, was it like uh, that thing going around the Me Too movement and trust anything they say? It's like, well, yeah, believe all women. Yeah, yeah. believe all women. It's like, well, you know, women lie. You know, of course they do. I mean, let's be human. honest. 
women actually lie more than men do, and they lie for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Right? They're just better at hiding it, right? Right. Yeah, and this is this is not hating women. This is just being honest. Like, exactly. I, deal, yeah. I deal with a lot, and this is why I want to talk about it because yeah, I'm in the same men. camp as you, man. Like I love women too. It's just you know you have to understand what you're dealing with when you engage with women on the sexual marketplace. Yeah, and it's once again, it's like you you don't men have got. This is why people say men and women are the same. It's like really look, we are as you mentioned, we are dispensable. It's why for years, even in tribes, men would go out and hunt because if one of them got, I mean, this is what we do. We, you know, we're we're the yang and they're the yin. We go mm. out and hunt, uh, and if we got killed or, or lost, we were dispens- dispensable. But the women, they're crown jewels. Without them, mm-hmm. we have no children. You know, right. that's why, and they they need enough. New- this is one of the reasons I say to women all the time. It's like you can listen to me now when you've got endometriosis, or you can listen to me in a year and a half when you've got ovarian cancer. Mm. You know, and it's like I'm not trying to be sensationalist. I'm saying this is what you're doing to your body. You're you're meant to have enough nutrients and life force to carry and create life you know and when you're living this way it's, it goes against mother nature and then people wondering why they can't fall pregnant or why they you know they're carrying excess weight they're hugely inflamed they can't think clearly and all these things come on um and it's the same with, it's the same with men when they get into into their beta they don't feel they it's like the, the, the phrase that that, that that breaks me so it breaks me winds me up or, you know is um happy wife happy life it's mm-hmm. like could you be any more like brainwashed no happy man happy life mm-hmm. because if if you're on your purpose which i want to get to and you're striving forward uh, you always talk about it a woman should look at you with admiration right. uh, and when they do that and things seem to, to fall and i've noticed that about alpha men in my life when they're they, they, they're on their purpose doing their things then it doesn't I've 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 been out and dated women that are quote unquote boss girls. Um, I didn't know before I met them. Uh, and then when when you said before you take that frame, they can't help but melt or fall into your frame because that's who you are. But for for other beaters out there or for men like that, once they get into that that trap, it's very hard for them to get out of. Especially when men and women sort we love in different ways. Correct? Like men can be. Um, they're very once they they almost like set that quote. Um, well, I can tell you how men and women love love differently because men love in the conventional sort of Disney esque sort of way. Like mm. men are the true romantics. Women women love m- men essentially on the condition that they're useful to them. Um, there's this concept um, that a researcher came across. His name was Robert Berfault. I think he was a French researcher, if I'm not mistaken, but. He coined the term Berfault's Law, and essentially um, in the animal kingdom, so throughout the animal kingdom, I mean, this is true of primates and many other animals too, um, they only stick around with the male so long as the male provides use to them and the family and the children and all that. Um, so the moment that they see the man that they've pair bond with or the male object that they've pair bond with you know, become useless, um, that's when the clock starts usually ticking down to the end of the relationship. I'm not saying that all women will leave men, but given given that they have options um, and that they're healthy and uh, that and that they're tuned into all of this, chances are on a balance of probabilities they're going to be gone soon, right? Like I remember when I got divorced and I was dating, um, you know, around my age range, and I was dating a lot of divorced women at the time. I can't I can't count how many women would. Um, talk about their marriages and, and how much they despise their husband, right? Um, and it's like, well, 
you chose this guy. Like, why is he such a piece of garbage today? But, but he was good enough, you know, at the nuptials and, you know, good enough to have kids with. Right. But today now you hate him. And it's like, there's a lot of stories coming, coming up. I remember this one woman, you know, would actually make fun of her ex-husband, uh, because he wouldn't able to keep a job down and he would keep quitting his job or, uh, you know, he would get, uh, uh, put on like short-term layoffs or he would go on stress leave, you know, several times back to back. And what that ended up doing was that was the clock ticking down to the end of the relationship. She had a steady job. She was making a strong income. He was unable to provide. So at some point she said, you know what? I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I'm taking the kids. I'm going on my mom's this weekend. Yeah. And this is the thing that men don't, because of course lots of things, 75% of relationships are ended by women, you know, um, because men are in it and they can't see this. Like a woman can stay in a relationship for a year or two and not be in love with a person, waiting to find that better option, uh, which you think you call monkey branching. Um, and it's something that men don't really understand. Um, can you hear me, Rich? Have I gone there? Yep. One second. No. Yeah. yeah. You're good. I, I can hear you. Yeah. Because um, it's something that men don't really understand. It's not what men generally do. Um, you know, they, they once they've got the option or the woman that they they love you know they, they're quite loyal like that but you mentioned before if you want loyalty get a dog right. um but but men i think you, you mentioned it before it's like women can be but men must become and it's why it's really important for a man to stay on his purpose because i've seen it so many times women will say they want this they want that from a man but when it comes to it the the man that's like that they're not attracted to and they'll go with the guy that they are attracted to Correct. So when it comes to what women say and what women do, you have to watch their behaviors over their words, because when you start to read these articles and you see interviews with women, you, you know, they'll start to, like, give you these characteristical traits around, well, he's got to be kind and humble and caring and a good father and nurturing and blah, blah, blah. But that's not what gets the Gina tingles going for. Like when you watch her behavior, she's going to go and go out with the alpha dude in the nightclub or some guy from the retreat from the office uh, party or whatever, 10 times out of 10, like she's going to choose that guy that excites her over the good beta beta provider. She'll, she'll often settle for the beta provider, you know, in a marriage, like women don't usually settle for their best. They end up being alpha widowed by a guy or maybe several guys that she had pined for that, that, that she would have preferred to have chosen, but these high value guys won't settle. So she goes and, you know, cashes out her, her chips and she finds a guy that's, you know, just good enough. And I'm using, you know, quotation marks there. And then she finds over time that, you know, he just wasn't good enough, which is, which is no surprise why the divorce rate is so high. What is for people out there? What is alpha uh, being alpha widow? So an alpha widow is, is, when a woman is basically um, left pining for a high value guy that that she could couldn't uh, secure, um, almost all women by the time they get into their 30s, I'm going to say like on a balance of probabilities, like pretty much 100 percent of women by the time they've gotten into their 30s have been alpha widowed at least once. Um, you know, there's always one guy that just drove her absolutely crazy. You know, she would she would drive over to his house at three o'clock in the morning and you know, do everything for him that, that, that she won't do with her husband. Um, you know, when she's got a free date night, when the kids are over at the mom's house, you know, she'll just give the husband, you know, the starfish uh, sex, but the alpha guy that, you know, she wanted so badly, she'd do everything for her. Um, 
one of the things that I discovered was that when a woman says, I don't do that in your head, you have to add with you, right? Because she's more than interested to, to, to hop into these sexual sort of gymnastics with a high value alpha Chad that, you know, she pined for in her twenties, but with the guy that she's with now that she might've settled for in her thirties, it's, it's always, I won't do that with you. Mm. I mean, I also find that a lot, a lot of women, you know, they get to a certain age, and it's, it's not Mr. Right, it's Mr. Right now, and that unfortunately right. leads to, and that's dangerous. Leads, yeah, it is. It's true, extremely dangerous because it leads to what we talk about before when you talk about there's not, there's not a problem with toxic masculinity. The problem is a lack of masculinity because exactly. they get into, yeah, they get into a relationship with these men who they don't actually love. Uh, they're actually not pine for they have children with them well i got then, a perfect example for you i was yeah. i was on a, a coaching consult you know the other night with this guy who's a uh physician i'm not going to say where in the world because i might give away too much but he's a very high income earner in one of the largest cities in north america and he's in his early 40s doesn't have any kids uh pretty pretty decent looking guy and his girlfriend, which he, well, I'm, I'm saying girlfriend, you know, now sort of, a, sort of in quotation marks, but this woman that he's been dating on and off essentially left him with an ultimatum because she's in her mid thirties. And she's basically saying, if you do not come inside me, I am, I am never going to see you again. And it's like, she's, she's trying to lock this guy down by having his child because she wants to get married. She wants to have children. She's, she's looking at the guy as a sperm donor, basically as an ATM. And it's like, Mr. Right now, this guy will do because he has the financial resources and he's got good enough genes. And the guy that I really wanted, you know, back in the day, I couldn't lock him down for whatever reason. So I'm going to give this guy the beta, the ultimatum to just come inside me. Otherwise I'm gone. I'm going to go shopping somewhere else for somebody else. And that's a terrible position to be in. Lots of guys look at that and they're like, you know, I feel like I'm just, I'm just a, commodity i'm just part of a transaction and i don't want anything to do with that but for some reason because they come from a scarcity mindset they they actually contemplate going for it mm. i think i think more often than not guys probably go for that even though they know even though their spidey senses are tingling even though their intuition says whoa buddy slow down here you know this is this is not going to end well more often than not they probably go for it like this guy was seriously contemplating it yeah it's well, well yeah, i think this is that for me, I'm sure it would be for you and a lot of the, the guys that you that you talk to in that, the manosphere. It, that being in that situation, I'd lose a bit of my soul, and and it's it's like I don't the, one reason because I've been through it. Obviously, heartache. Cause it's what ha- same same reason I got into health, Richard. You know, I scratched my own itch. I was very ill. The medical industry almost destroyed me for five years. So I went down different rabbit holes. I went around the world, learned from the best, and been doing this for a long time. They were scratching my own itch, and I've been through it. I, I first come across this 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 area because about four or five years ago, I fell for this girl. Did everything that I don't do normally. Yeah, with this girl because you know it's like we say you can fall in call fall in love quite quickly men because we sit with visual you know complete idiot um but that led me to finding like the manosphere of the world and it actually got me to understand okay that's what's happening which is rather than me being like oh my god um this isn't fair who cares about fair it was about learning what I needed to learn and understanding to to get there you know and I think a lot of men that that go through that they need to find you or, or someone like yourself with the work, understand it, because, you know, it's easy when you're in love with someone to do all the things you know are, are not right. 
and long term it doesn't i mean it, how even even from the point of the kids if you have if you have kids with a woman that doesn't really like that want you and she ends up leaving you now mm-hmm. you've got two children you know that haven't got a, a man in the house and everyone talks about racism and and, and all this left and right and all this stuff. It's, it's culture right we've got a culture now where it's it's actually seen as a norm to have a broken family and well men have leave? been well men have been removed as the head of the household um the state is now the head of the household women don't need no man you know they've been saying this for years i don't need no man so they've been brainwashed into believing that um men are not very useful and if if they get married and they're not happy in the marriage for whatever reason um and they want to untie the knot uh the government makes sure that Women in the Western world are very well looked after. Um, in fact, most guys are left financially ruined in a position where they watch most of their financial resources travel from their bank account to the ex-wives. Um, and she, and she ends up alienating him from his own kids because he, he very rarely gets to see them. I mean, he'll, maybe if he's lucky, see them every other weekend and like Wednesday night for a dinner or, or something like that. And in many cases, um, you know, she'll go find another guy and that random dude spends more time raising his kids than what he has the opportunity to. And that also creates, you know, other potential risks and problems as well, too. If you have a young daughter and, you know, your ex-wife finds some lunatic or some guy that's not mentally stable or he might be more on the alpha side of the equation and isn't particularly uh, interested in somebody else's kids. The biggest risk to a daughter is being in a household with a non-blood related male. Uh, that's where a lot of, uh, sexual violations, you know, happen for the most part with children, you know, growing up in that sort of environment. So, I mean, there's all kinds of problems. And realistically, you know, like we said earlier, there's, there's not a problem with toxic masculinity. There's a problem with a lack of access to conventional masculinity. When you look at the uh, stats and the data, women are incredibly poor at raising productive children for society. And I don't say this to disparage women. I mean, I'm, I'm just pointing to the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, children that are from single mother households have higher instances of incarceration. So they go to jail more, more teenage pregnancies, worse grades, higher instances of suicide attempts and suicides depression. There's all kinds of problems that come from removing the man from the head of the household. And we've and we've got this position now where the state is the head of the household. Women truthfully do not need no men. They they can go to a sperm clinic or go to a sperm donor uh, group on Facebook and find some random dude to send them uh, sperm in a tube. They just inseminate themselves and then the government gives them money to raise that kid. And they think that they're strong and independent and they're doing the right thing. It's 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 a ticking time bomb basically is what it is. I mean, you just sit there. It's it's, it's like um, you sit there and just constantly find myself shaking my head at society and what we, what's become because it's just like we've just moved away from everything. It's like mother <laughs> mother nature's going. What are you guys doing? No wonder we're going through this at the moment because everything you're you're talking about there, it's why we're where we are now. You know, it's a broken society. If you don't have men, it's it's almost like. Why we've got into that participation trophy sort of right. thing, because you know, it's like, oh, because that's what. Look, at the end of the day, women are women, and you can't have a go into doing that. But like, if you don't do well at at sport, you know, your mum will say, oh, don't worry, honey, next time, whatever. Or you know, whereas dad would be like, no, come on, like sharpen up. If you want to be a man, winners win. You mm-hmm. don't sit there moaning. You get out there and, and do that. That's the masculine energy, you know. It's the get up, brush yourself off. Get on with the next thing. It's life. You know, life isn't fair. 
rather than and that's what we've, we've come into this whole if you if you've only got one type of energy and i'm not saying there's not great single mothers out there doing doing things i'm sure there are but in general it's that's the feminine energy and so you need to have both it's how you know as you said before men are meant to be everything women aren't and vice versa you know they complement each other and there's a lot of um there's a lot of studies out there that start to point towards evidence that suggests that men are more useful to kids after the age of about seven whereas Mm -hmm. women are more useful to kids under the age of seven Mm -hmm. like men are what make boys and girls you know become adults i mean even even when it comes to girls because you know, we talk about boys a lot, and, you know, there's a crisis with boys today. There's a book that Dr. Warren Farrell wrote called The uh, Boy Crisis, which is, yeah. which is an entirely different topic. But even, even girls today, um, I mean, part of the reason why they, why, why, like single mothers create single mothers, right? Um, daughters raised in single mothers' households have more instances of teenage pregnancies than households where there's, you know, the paternal father in the house. Um, girls in households raised by single mothers, they have their period sooner than girls raised in households, you know, with a paternal father there. In some cases, years sooner. You know, there's been, uh, I think the earliest pregnancy, uh, for a girl is like the age of nine. Like, this is unheard of, right? Like, the body's not fully developed to, 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 to push out a baby, like even at the age of nine, but there's girls getting their periods younger and younger because, because of absent fathers in the household, right? Yeah, and, and that 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 energy is needed. It's like it gets you back into, it gets you in line. It gets you just straighten up. It's it's why you know you need the sun and the rain to grow a plant. You don't right. you don't have to have one. If you have too much sun, you get brown out. And farmer don't say that word around a farmer. You know, brown out. It's too much sun. <laughs> you know, or or if you say it's too much water, you know, then it's going to flood the plane. And that's right. why you need that balance. And so 100% is, um, there's, there's a few other reasons as well why children are actually getting their periods earlier. Well, there's well a lot of estrogenics yeah. in the environment as well. Also the light as well, which yeah. the light, the LED light, like the body thinks it's having like summer twice a year. Right. Um, and so it goes around, but that, that energy gets into it. But it's important for men to know. This is why it's important for men to step up and to actually understand it and not be annoyed at the female nature. And they're not even, you know, you can't control society, you can't control the world, but you can control yourself, um, which is which is why it's really important to understand and to not get caught up in in the, you know, the, the, just giving things lip service and, and the he said, she said nonsense and actually becoming what you need to become, which I think is 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 very, very important. But, you know, I've seen it, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in a generation where, my parents and most of my friends' parents are still together. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, and I've seen what that's happened. But I'm, I'm also in a generation where a lot of uh, the people, maybe the generation just older than me, that's not the case. You know, I think I'd say my my sister, who's ten years older, a lot of her friends, most of her friends, you know, divorced, single mums, and you know, you can see it reflected in the children. And so, you know, I always say. For me, it's, 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 first of all, as well as a man, before you even make those decisions, right? I think you need to know who you are, be on your purpose, and, and, uh, things become a lot easier and clearer for you when you're, you're not making those, um, decisions just based on not coming from a, a strong foundation, which is what I want right. to get into, into next, Rich, because I think all, we've talked about lots of stuff here, and we can go, I mean, there's, there's so many chapters in your book. If people if you haven't read the, the Unplugged Alpha, definitely go and buy it. Um, 
because you'll you'll get a deeper understanding. I mean, the chapter just on red flags alone is really important um, for, for for men out there because you get you to understand. Because well, when you put them, when you when you say them, you know, because there's something which you know your, your intuition, your gut feeling. We always talk about, and a lot of men will ignore those red flags, right? Just because the woman's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something men need to really be more because we talk about men being logical, but I think think it's they can get ta- overtaken by their emotions. And so, f- f- this, before we get into men and their purpose, if I said to you, what's the the biggest the, the, the what are the, if I out of all the red flags, say the three red flags that you'd avoid, and also the thing that guys come to you with the most to resolve, Rich, what would you say? Three big red uh, three red flags you'd say that to avoid and the problem is that guys come to you to resolve the most well it's two different questions so i mean all 20 of those red flags can be pretty problematic i think the biggest the biggest ones would be women with daddy issues which is also a function of of single mother households because whether the father left because he was a loser or he was pushed out of the family because the mother didn't want him around um a lot of women uh, have these abandonment issues and they don't value men. They don't value masculinity. Um, I mean, if you ask, I mean, I'm sure you've come across this dating too. I mean, if you talk to women, a lot of them didn't have fathers around or they don't have a high opinion of men or they'll, they'll make a lot of disparaging comments about their father. Um, quite often what they end up, you know, finding out is if they end up reconnecting with him later on in life that he wanted to be part of her life. And it's just that he was pushed out of it. And, you know, she was told some story or some narrative about what a bad guy he was when when she gets the facts from him, there's some conflicts. So daddy issues are a big problem. Uh, part of that is that most women that that have borderline personality disorder, BPD, um, which is which the origin essentially is a fear of abandonment, which comes from daddy issues. Um, so that's the main one that I would be looking out for. Um, what else would be a big one in there? There's, I mean, there's so many, it's, um, like feminist women are another big problem too. Why? And, you know, I'm, I'm speaking specifically from the perspective of a strong, masculine, virtuous male. Why would they want anything to do with one of these radical feminist women that do not value men or masculinity? Um, you know, they, they like to pull, um, menu items from the a la carte of feminism when it's convenient for them. But if there's a bang in the middle of the night and you're in the bed, no man is going to elbow his wife or his girlfriend and say, oh, you know, you get this one, honey, because I got the last one. Right. It's always a man's job to go down and deal with the bang in the middle of the night, you know, to see what that is. So, you know, this this like you can't have one without the other. It's either you can have chivalry or you can have feminism. You can't have both. And the problem is, is that women are conditioned to want both. And you're never going to find both those conditions in one relationship. So they have to choose. You know, they have to choose. They want to be a feminine woman. I'm not saying be a feminine damsel in distress, you know, um, dummy, you know, like uh, a bubble had a lot of these blonde, blonde bimbo stories that you hear. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, you know, abandon the toxic feminist lies if you want to be with a high value guy, which means you get chivalry. Right. If you want feminism, you don't get that. You're going to find, you know, an equal partner, you know, or what you think is an equal partner, which you'll realistically not be that attracted to. You might pretend that you are. You know, you can put gender pronouns in your bio on social media um, and BLM and gender pronouns and rainbows and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, she still pines 
for the guy in the firefighter's calendar, you know, with a shirt off, with the bulging muscles and the sweat on him, with, you know, the big reeled hose over his shoulder. That's the guy that, that she fantasizes about. And that's true for all women. It doesn't matter what they tell society, what they tell men, you know, what narrative they uh, talk about. That is what they choose. And if you watch women's behaviors, again, over the words, you have to trust their behaviors. You have to understand what women respond to. And when you start to pay attention to what they respond to and, and what gets the results, that's when you start to see the conflicts, you know, start to see more and more of the conflicts with the societal uh, conditioning and the norms and all that programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I completely agree, my man. That's, that's good. See, that was two. That was two. One more? Um, let me see. What would I avoid? So we've got daddy issues, feminism. Um, you're gonna have to edit this out, obviously, you know, while I think about it. <laughs> that's alright, mate. No, it's fine. Is it, cause this was, that's why you're that, not doing this live. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. No, it's cool. I, it is, I think my, my, my audience are, are intelligent enough to, to wait for a few seconds, but they're, 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 um, it's just, imp- I just think because there's, there's so many, there is, there's, there is a lot. I was looking through there. I'll, 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 um, I'll give you the third one. So, so the third one would be staying away from single mothers. Like, okay. Why, as a man, would you want to invite a woman into your inner life on a long-term basis who brings children from another man? Essentially, you're putting yourself in a position where you become last in the pecking order. Um, you have um, responsibility to her and some other man's kids without any kind of authority whatsoever. This is why when men get – I mean, like, one of the common terms that men hear when they get into long-term relationships and they start to – live with these single mothers or they get married to them is you're not my dad. You can't tell me what to do. Mm. Oh, no kidding. I mean, you signed up for that. I mean, you should have known what you were marching into. Um, the other problem with all of that too, is you're ba- like, you're genetically, you're, you're terminating your opportunity for a genetic legacy, right? You're limiting your chance to sire your own children. The whole point of being a father is to pass on your DNA. 10,000 years ago, when we moved from, nomadic hunter gathering to agriculture, the whole point of marriage and monogamy and passing down things was, you know, that's why family and paternity became more and more important at that point in time. So when you raise another man's kids, you're essentially a cuck. And all that a cuck is, it's a term that was coined because of this bird that would go drop its eggs in another bird's nest. And that bird, none the wiser, would raise the offspring of another bird because it was too lazy to raise it itself. And that's essentially what men sign up for when they get involved with these single mothers. There's a whole slew of other problems, too, that can come out of that. I mean, you could be on the hook for child support, um, you know, to pay to a woman and her kids that you didn't even father. I mean, mm. the government routinely forces men to pay child support for children that they did not father. But because they play the role of father for a couple of years before the marriage broke up, she forces him through family court to pay for raising another man's kids. And that's wrong. And that's and that's a dumb choice that that men knowingly make. Yeah, I mean, that 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 is like because one of my one of my friends, I was talking to him about this and he couldn't believe it. He's like, what you'd have to pay for someone else's kids that not even yours. I said, mate, this is why. You know, you have to get things sorted out before or after. And it's, you even got it in a chapter in your book around this, Rich, where you talk about, talk about marriage and you said it's, it's high risk for men, low reward. And for women, it's high reward, low risk because the, the state um, is on their side. Um, and I think you said when you were sitting through your own 
um, divorce divorce proceedings when it comes to the kids. You know, your lawyer said, you know, if if you've got the penis in these these things, you're basically going to get screwed over. Right. Um, and, and so it's it's important for people to 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 understand that. You know, and and this is before single mums is one thing. So once again, this isn't a broad spectrum of choice. Good, good single mums out there, but in general, as an alpha male, I'm I'm with you. I dated a single mum when I was younger. She ha- and I was like. There was something else. Like, I I don't want someone else's children. This is just me. I was like, I just don't want it, and so I ended it off. And and that was um, something that you know I always I'm, I'm sort of, yeah proud that I stuck to my convictions, you know, rather than take going down that road. Um, it's just something I didn't want, and I know that in I think men a lot of the times they they settle for things. Women do it as well, but men settle for things because they think you said they come from a scarcity mindset, yeah. uh, rather than the point of you know. Women I are there. notorious for not dating men with children, even yeah. if you're a high value man that makes a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year. If if they have a choice between that guy and another guy without kids, they'll they'll more often than not choose you know choose a guy without the kids. But men are completely different, like. They're oblivious to it. They'll 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 give their time, attention, and resources to that one girl that that gives them enough attention that may have two or three kids in tow in some cases from two or three different men, and you know he signs up to be the boyfriend or the husband. Mm. Um, it's um it's a really really bad deal, and it's definitely a red flag. And this is what triggers a lot of these um you know radical feminists. Also is when you start telling guys to set healthy boundaries and, you know, to father their own children and not raise, you know, some other guy's kids. Oh, you're, you know, your ego is fragile. You know, who hurt you, Ryan? You know, they'll start trying to shame you into, you know, why you're behaving that way. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, you should set healthy boundaries in a relationship and what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to tolerate. I'll tell you what, Rich, one of the things was, I mean, apart from that, I don't, don't want him to father someone else's kids or go around that. The other thing is I don't want any other man in my life in, in terms of, you know, saying I want him to do something and you have to get permission from their father. That right. doesn't fly with me. That's just yeah, not there's, happening. There's but a long laundry list of problems. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, let's say that you have kids with this woman. I mean, you're le- legitimately sharing a womb that was mm-hmm. shared with one or two or perhaps three other men, mm-hmm. right? You're not getting her best. And that's what, you know, and it's why you said typically, typically high value men, alpha men, you know, women would happily share them. Right. Because they're seen as a status. It's why you see athletes, whatever. And it's not in society like, I've seen you talk about this before on your shows and, and it can wind women up and they say, like, at the end of the day, if you, if you, if you want a high value man, you've got to be prepared that they may cheat or they go somewhere else. It's because women and men see cheating very differently. You know, women generally are, can be very emotionally attached to it, to sexual, sexual encounter, whereas men, you know, can, can sometimes just be like physical masturbation, um, in terms of how they, what they're attracted to and they see in women, men, top value men for, for, for millennia had like harems of women, you know, after them. Um, whereas it's never, men have never wanted to share a woman, you know. Yeah, it's and interesting because so I mean, a- like when you look at the genetic records, um, I don't know, know what the exact numbers are, but the vast majority of men throughout history have never managed to reproduce and leave children behind. Whereas the vast majority of women have managed to reproduce and leave children behind. Um, I think it's something outrageous, like something like, um, 
80% of the women are having sex with about 20% of the men. Um, and that's, that's because women are essentially chasing the highest value men that they can get. And this, you know, the narrative that they have with their girlfriends when they're sitting around talking about it is they actually believe that about half the population is over six foot tall, makes over a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year, doesn't have kids, uh, you know, uh, has never been married before, um, you know, is emotionally settled and, you know, that long list of the main things. But I mean, like, even if you start with a height item, I think something like less than 14% of the North American population is over six feet tall. And quite often in dating apps, when I was using them, they would say, um, looking for a guy six foot two plus. Mm. Now I'm just over six foot two. I'm somewhere between six foot two and three. So that was easy for me to, you know, contend with, but legitimately 4% of the North American population is over six foot two. Unless you live in Amsterdam and you're dating Dutch men. You're not going to find very many guys over six foot tall, but they actually think that most of the population is over six foot tall, makes a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, and yeah. it's it's just insane. Like, the expectations are so far detached from yeah. the reality. It's delusional. I mean, that's a one percent guy, or even like less than one percent. You know, if you're, I'm five eleven. I'm just short of six foot. No, one, my height's never been an issue ever, because. Right. Because I'm five eleven, it's it's. I mean, I most us, girls, most girls are tell, smaller than me. Tell guys that all the time, right? I mean, like, yeah. like a five eleven guy would look like a giant beside a five foot four woman, which exactly. is you know the average height of a woman, you know, typically, right? Exactly. And then you look at like what general men earn, and most men don't earn. I know just from my circle of friends, there's like forty of them, except for extended friends and acquaintances. I know that there's only probably four or five of them that earn over one. Maybe eight and over no less than that. They earn over hundred grand. Maybe four right. that earn over hundred and fifty. And then two. they wonder why when they yeah. find this quarter million dollar a year guy that's six foot three, uh, you know, handsome with a chiseled jaw and high testosterone cues. Why he well, strays from the relationship from time to time? But I mean, like the difference between men and women is when men stray, they don't necessarily stray because they want to leave the relationship. Exactly. They just want sexual variety. Whereas when women stray, it's usually because the relationship's over. Like men and women get jealous for different reasons. Men get jealous when their woman has has sex with somebody else. Women get jealous when they feel like their man has an emotional connection to somebody yeah. else. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's all tied into Evo Psych. There's a lot of reasons, you know, behind that too. But Rich, you see, if you see it with my, some of my friends and people I know, like I've got one of my friends who he was married and and divorced very young, and then he was talk, I was talking to him and he was saying. You know, oh yeah, but I'm 33. You know, I'm uh, I'm getting older. I just want to have kids. I was like, mate, you sound like a woman. <laughs> like, what's, I was like, what's the matter with you? Like, yeah. you're 33. I said, like, sometimes people say to me, how oh, come you're still single? I'm like, cause I want to be, because I'm like, in my prime. Cause I like, why would I want to? Like, I didn't know who I was until I was about 30. Then you start getting financially successful. You start getting into things. You start being more high value. You start attracting better quality of women. Uh, you mentioned this before. Like the, the girl, me, always been okay with, with girls. It's not a problem. But you start to you know, become who you are. Why would you want like men at that age, 35 to 45, and even they can take it further into their peak because if they own that purpose, it's what you know, girls see it all the time. You know, men in their 40s, 50s dating. 20, 30 years. Well, we have I mean, a different timeline. I mean, I'm exactly. 47. I'm, I'm more than, like, I'm very health, healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm more than capable of, of having five or 10 more kids if I want. Mm -hmm. But a 47 year old woman doesn't have that option. 
Exactly. And it's just, I think it was just like the, the mindset of society, like, oh, when you're going to settle down? It's like, well, <laughs> when I want to. When I feel like it should yeah, be yeah. the answer, yeah. Yeah, when I feel like it, not when, not when society tells me. It's like, I'm not a lady, you know, I'm not a woman. I don't need, I don't have that biological clock. And that's something that I'm saying to my mates, I'm like, it's just why I talk about the, the betatization of them and even like the estrogen stuff. I'm thinking, guys, you need, and also, They've been so brainwashed by, you know, monkey see, monkey do. They've been so brainwashed by the TV where they see these programs with men that are just like buffoons. The dad's always an idiot. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're never like a strong masculine person. And when, when they get someone who's a strong masculine person, they think that they're like, oh, no, that's they're chauvinistic or they're, they're toxic. It's like, no. like you, you want those guys on your team, though, when you're playing sports or when the shit hits the fan, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that... that um that I think really needs to be because the more you're, the more you let let that sort of influence you. It's, it's just a it's just a slippery slope, and I've seen it time and time again. And I think for a lot of men out there, you know, that are watching this that are young, you you mentioned not getting into a long term relationship before you're thirty. I I'd highly agree, definitely agree. Monogamous long term, monogamous long term relationship. Yeah, yeah, um, monogamous long term. I think that's hundred percent correct because men. You know, when they're, they're young, they're, they're, they're stupid as well, right? <laughs> they're they're yeah. stupid. They make silly mistakes. It's when you need to learn. Um, so the question, because um, I want to get into when we're going to wrap it up, I want to get into what men have to do because that, that's important. But just quickly, the, the thing that men come to you with the most, Rich, to, for your coaching, what's the, what's the let's say, the, the top one problem or maybe top the- two? The, the biggest, biggest reason why guys reach out to me is because at some point they realize that the uh, the story that they've been sold their entire life is a lie, and they don't recognize that. And I need to explain to them why it's a lie and how they can look at the truth, even as comfortable, even as uncomfortable as it might sound or be, but how they can look at the uncomfortable truth and use it to now operate in this new paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my favorite thing quotes from you is, uh, you know, when people have a problem with the facts, the problem is not with the facts. Um, and, and it's the uncomfortable truths, you know, people don't like them, but they, yeah. they will set you free. And so when, and when you're, would you say it's mainly, would you say mainly beta men that go through this or alpha still, still get sold this? Well, there's, there's two elements to this. So you've got alpha males and you've got beta males and, and those are really just placeholder terms. I mean, like you can, mm-hmm. you can be alpha with beta tendencies, you know, sort of thing, right? So, mm-hmm. so there's that part. And then there's blue pill and red pill, which is basically comforting lies and the uncomfortable truth. So you can have a blue pilled alpha or you can have a red pilled beta. Like a lot of these guys that go black pill that go right down the doom hole and they, um, they start to complain and they whine and they moan on YouTube videos and stuff like that. A lot of these guys are red pilled betas. Right. They don't they don't want to do the work on themselves because it's hard. And, you know, it's 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 easier just to sit back and point and sputter at the world and say, well, it's unfair. OK, well, that's one approach. Yeah. It's communism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, well, that 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 whole black pill narrative is really like feminism for men. Right. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's just the opposite side of the spectrum. Like you could take a bunch of radical feminists you know, feminists and a bunch of black pill guys and put them all in a room and just let them fight it out. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, with it, I see people, I see women as well. You get 
hateful women. Of course you do because they don't like people don't like you said the the, the bomber only gets flack when it's over the, over the target, right? And people yeah. don't like the truth. But there's also women out there that say thank you very much, Rich, for bringing this. Like, I, I saw a post the other day where a girl was saying like, read this book, man. You need to understand. You know, because as much as they say they want this, they, they actually want that. And I think it, it's it, there's been men out, uh, women out there that are saying, you know, thanks for doing this because yeah, I might even get my husband to listen to this or my boyfriend to listen to this because he needs to understand what's going wrong. Um, the problem with that though is when you hand the instruct like like if a woman hands the instruction manual like my yeah. book, you know, to their boyfriend or their husband, he's going to have a hard time with it. He's yeah. he's he's usually not ready for the information. It's 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 basically her saying. Hey, you know, I've emotionally invested in this relationship and we have a, a dog together. I, I don't really want to end this. So I want you to read this book so you can be more alpha. Well, mm. that doesn't always go so well because they're not ready for that information, right? Mm. Well, at least it will give women more understanding into why they, they act the way they do, or at least they understand why they, cause for, well, get to the purpose for men, but for women, like if you want to uh, attract a high value, value man, you know, it's been in, in, in your, in your feminine, et cetera, but, you know, really, it's up to a man to put them in that place. You know, it's to be to be that energy right. that allows them to fall into it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because from time to time, I'll you know, like I'll throw some tests at my girl, and I'll just I'll say something like, you know, hey, you know, can you make me a sandwich? I'm you know busy working on this thing over here, sort of thing. And if she protests, then there's a problem with you know the frame. But more mm-hmm. often than not, you know, she's going to comply. Well, you've got two tests for that, right? You've, you've got the tattoo test that you mentioned, mm. <laughs> and there was the other one, which was basically like the, the film, I think it was, I don't know if it was the one with De Niro and, uh, I can't remember who, it was once upon, there's not once upon a time in America, I can't remember, it's my, where he talks about going, if it's to see if they, they open the door for you on the other side, but now. Oh, that was, a, uh, Goodfellas, I think, where, uh, she opens was, up the door in the car for you. Yeah. It wasn't Goodfellas, I guarantee it wasn't, but, uh, but, but I know one, to, I know. What, oh, no, Bronxdale, Bronx, Bronxdale. Bronx that's, that's it, yeah. That's it, yeah, Bronxdale. But, um, so, but you've got two other ones, the Starbucks one, and you've got the tattoo test. Yeah, the coffee so, test is a pretty straightforward one. It's 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 just you know um you know you've been dating for a bit and you want to see that uh she's compliant. She's gonna she's gonna be uh you know the kind of chick that you can have a reasonable partnership with. You know she's in your frame. You just say hey you know I'd love to grab a coffee from Starbucks or or Tim Hortons if you're in Canada. I haven't got my wallet. It's in it's at the house or it's in my gym bag. You know can you just run inside and get something for me or you know just go through the drive-through and see if she busts out her uh, purse. Um, you know, if she protests all about it, then that's a problem. I mean, you know, spending a couple of bucks on a, a warm beverage for a guy that she loves should not be a big deal. Um, the second part to that, which is, which is something that I would definitely, uh, encourage guys to consider doing, and it might seem a little bit out there, but there's a point to it is the tattoo test. And if you're going to, if you're going to wife up a chick and you're going to take vows, you know, forever and ever until death do us part and sickness, sickness and poor and, you know, love and health and richer and poor and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and I learned this from a guy that's a kickboxer that's got 23 women that have tattooed his name on their body. Um, you know, just tell her, all right, yeah, you know, I'd be interested maybe in something longer term or maybe your marriage. Um, you know, we're going to be together for other because, because that's usually what women will start to do. Like, I love you. You know, why can't we live together? Let's have children, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Tattoo my name on your body. Just see what they do. Yeah. And, and, and it's more the fact that if they actually have come to it than rather than them actually doing it. Right. Right. Because or I mean, they, yeah. if she sees you as her best option, right? If she truth, 
you know, truly sees you as, as her best option and her hypergamy satisfied, she'll be more than happy to tattoo your name on her body. It doesn't have to be somewhere obvious, like on her forehead or anything like that, but you know, in the bikini line, like under her breast or something like that, like somewhere, you know, cute, maybe like a script sort of, uh, lettering, but just a small little tattoo just to, just to show that, you know, she's in your frame and that she's all about you. Mm. Yeah. And there's lots more we, 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 we could get into, but I want people to go out there and, and read your book, especially about why you don't live with a woman unless you're like married or considering marriage, having children with them. There's lots that we go into around that. So go out there and read the book. And this, 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 to wrap it up, Rich, um, for men, the key, you always talk about doing the work and having a purpose. Now, why is this so important? Like for, for men to be the best versions of themselves, you know, why is that so important and how do they go about it? Well, because men must become, women just are. Women are just born valuable. Um, men aren't. Men become valuable over time as they do the work and they learn competency skills and they have the ability to make bank, you know, like, you go back a million years, the most valuable guy in the tribe was the strongest leader that could, you know, get the most food and feed people and defend it's Like that hasn't changed that much. It's just today we have roads and skyscrapers and electricities and computers and Skype and stuff like that. Um, today, men still need to become, you know, they still have to figure out what the purpose is, how to put a dent in the universe and, and how to execute on that. Um, sitting around working a nine to five job, making $40,000 a year, playing video games and having Cheeto dust on your shirt because you've done nothing but sit on the couch all night isn't good enough. Um, you know, if I go back to my granddad's years and, you know, think about what, what was good enough back then when he came back from the wars, he just had to have a steady paying job, you know, with a, you know, with a pension. And that was enough to keep his wife around forever until death did them part. But that's not enough today, right? Like I mentioned earlier, the the vast majority of women, like 80% of women, are looking for essentially the top 5 to 1% of men. So they're all competing for this. And even even women that are like a 3 out of 10, like we have data on dating apps from women's swiping habits. Like a woman that's a 3 out of 10 that's not particularly attractive, is obese, she only swipes right on men that, that, that she views as an 8 out of 10 or better. So... The 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 three out of tens and hires are swiping right on the eight out of tens and higher. So if you're not at least like a top shelf guy, you're not going to do very well on dating apps. And any guy that doesn't have great photography, that has a crap bio, that has a very boring life, nothing, you know, out of the ordinary is going to struggle, you know, when it comes to dating women. So it's it's just the reality of the sexual marketplace is if you want to have a good experience in life as a guy and you want to have, you know, uh, abundant women in your life. You know, you want to be spoiled for choice when it comes to choosing, you know, women that you want to allow in your life. You have to be a top shelf man. And that's just the way that it is. And, and for me, I just don't understand why men don't want to do that. Maybe it's because of who I am and, and probably the same it's as too much work. you, Rich. It's, it's too like, much work. And they've been told their entire life, just be yourself. Just, just being yourself is good enough, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that will get you so, that will get you so far. Um, like nowhere quick yeah, exactly. you know it's like if anything it's like this is why i always like sports you know because in the, the day the top sports you know it doesn't you can't just be yourself you've got to be better than that you've got to be the best you can be to yeah. get anywhere you know and you get in the ring with my tie or anything like that there's no oh you know oh you get a trophy put for 
participation you know you, you've got to go out there and, and you've got to do the do the job and so you know for men I always talk about I, I see men all the time I'm like why would you want to look like I don't this is not me I come from a health background anyway so I want people to be healthy want to be happy I know that they can have a better life you know the less toxic they are the higher their quality of life also you know the 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 the, the the more the, the more you put into that, the more vital you are. You can have a better, better quality of life. But I'm always like, why would you want to look like that when you could look like that? Why would you want that when you can have that? And I know not everyone's like that, got that energy. But for me, for men out there, you know, why wouldn't you want to uh, look your best, feel your best, put your best foot forward, um, try and you know get? For me, that's that status. People talk about how men value different things. Like, yeah, money is one thing and you want to be out there, of course. Mm-hmm. But like status and having people like value you, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, and I just think, I just, I just don't understand. But you said before, it does take work. But when you're on your purpose, Rich, those things become second nature, right? Because it's, it's all part of the bigger picture. You know, I was watching this inter- interview. I think he was an endocrinologist and he was talking to this researcher the other day and he was talking about the importance of, of testosterone mm-hmm. and he boiled it down in the simplest way that I've ever heard it described. And what, what testosterone does is it makes effort feel good. And if you have low T, if you have an imbalanced endocrine system, if you're estrogen dominant, if you have high, per, uh, high prolactin, um, effort feels like a lot of work. It's, it's uncomfortable, right? But if you're, but if you're healthy, you know, testosterone, it, it makes effort feel good. Mm, that's, that's, and so for people out there, you know, if you want to feel good, get get yourself off of the, the chemicals that are going to lower your tea, start doing some movement, you know, get into breath work, cold showers, there's loads of things you can do, making sure your mm. diet's on point. And all these, I, one of my clients sent me, I talk about this all the time, like the mental and emotional side of health is intrinsically linked to your, to your overall health. You know, they're not compartmentalized. It's why Aristotle made his those students work out with the Olympic wrestling team because he knew what it was about. And one of my clients saying, Ryan, before I come to you, I couldn't believe, like, I used to think that my mental health was, 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 um, like separate to my overall health. But since we've been doing this, I'm, so, I've got so much more mental clarity, more energy. I, I don't know what my thoughts are, are, are there with me. I was like, yeah. And this is another message for men out there. You know, if you if you want to be the, the healthiest version of yourself and have even like the ability to, to think clear and make those decision, decisions, go out there and put this all in place. You know, it's it's why we talk about. And I mean, you're, you're big into it with, with your the way you approach things as well, Rich. You know, it's like a holistic approach to health, but also an holistic approach to to being the best version of yourself, right? Because it's all part of the bigger picture. Yeah, if you want to see what a healthy forty-seven-year-old looks like, go find me on Instagram at Entrepreneurs and Cars. Yeah, I've seen you. You're in, you're in pretty good nick. <laughs> it's good, my man. And it's all part of it. So um, cheers for this, Richard. It's been really good talking to you. Um, Thanks, Ryan. And coming on. Um, for people out there, you know, um, where can they find your book? Um, go to Amazon. It's available in Audible, and I narrate it myself. You can also get it in Kindle and print. It's called The Unplugged Alpha. The subtitle is A No BS Guide to Winning with Women in Life. Um, it's an easy uh, read. It's like 200 pages long, less than five hours to listen to. So go grab it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you that you're going to learn something from it. Awesome. And if someone wants to reach out to you and get a, a consultation, where would they find you there? Um, just go to YouTube uh, pinned in the top of all my videos or just on my YouTube channel at Entrepreneurs and Cars. You'll see a link to book me for coaching. Awesome. That was, uh, that's, uh, that's, where they, that's where they can find you. Awesome. Cheers um, for coming on, Rich, and uh, I'm sure we hopefully we'll maybe get you on in the future. I think you've got, you said you might have another book coming out, but um, keep doing what you're doing, man. Thanks, Ryan. 
So that was episode 178 with Richard Cooper. I hope you got a lot out of this and take it as it's meant to be, completely educational and getting people to understand the truth behind the feminine, the masculine and men, you know, out there. You know, if you're not chasing excellence, if you're not on your purpose, then it's no wonder that you can feel a little bit lost. But as Richard said, you know, men, um, so women can be what men must become women have a purpose it's to create life they're here feminine energy to nurture you know that yin energy it's, it's very very powerful it the ability to create life is you know this is no greater gift and so we must become and it's about about time we step back into our alpha and this pandemic has really shown me how how much there's a lack of masculinity and alpha males out there so you know getting yourself there One's chasing your purpose, but also getting yourself as healthy as possible, eating the right foods, you know, getting yourself right mentally, journaling, discovery walks, cold showers, breath work, staying away from chemicals, you know, like uh, mitigating your exposure to EMFs, making sure you're not drinking alcohol too often, making sure you're getting your insides right with you know, greens, drinks, probiotics, all things that can help you do that. It's really important. Um, and it's up to you guys to make your woman feel like a woman and for her to submit and to be in her feminine so I hope you got a lot from that guys and girls uh, as always if you are struggling with a health issue and you haven't been able to overcome it especially going down the conventional route with the quote unquote specialist and you're looking to be able to put this behind you whatever it is please send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co that's ryan at reviveyourself.co and I'll get back to you as soon as possible and we can have a chat about how we can help you. Otherwise, guys and girls, that's it for this week. If you haven't already, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co as well, as well, for all our supplements and you've got my book there as well. But otherwise, keep happy, keep healthy and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 